Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds or sometimes talk about our writing processes on, based on the world. Screw you, Cody. I can't even finish the intro. I'm Jordan. Yeah, I'm I know. Jordan. You're upset. Who are you? I, I'm Cody. We're having, we are a, having spat. a spat. <laughs> oh, yeah. We waited for 30 seconds. We waited for 12 seconds. Thank you. No one's going to even know what we're talking about because I edited it out. So why am I even talking about it now? Anyways, Jordan. No, what you're you not doing to that lately? to me, Cody. How are you? Yes, no, I first am, of all, what have you been up to Cody, lately? how are you doing? I'm doing fine, Jordan. We've been talking for an hour already. It hasn't changed. I'm also doing fine, Cody. We are legitimately fighting. So I, what have I been up to? Gosh, I don't. So, do you want to ask? No, me? no, 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 make no, your no, brain no, feel no. Better it's if you it's ask fine me. because sure? we were already talking about myself before we aired. So the thing I've been up to recently, I'm gonna get with the one that you're gonna yell at me most. For, out of the way first, but I've been re- uh, watching through more of Attack on Titan. So I read all the manga and kind of mostly kept up because it's like eh, it's something I started. I kind of want to see how it ended, especially since they announced it was ending, which was like a year and a half ago, and it's still ending. And they just announced the final season, and like some cool stuff is happening. So I wanted to catch up and watch the seasons I missed. And so I've been watching Attack on Titan season two and three this week. I like it. Cody, say what you have to say. Say what you just say I mean, what you have to say. Like there's the part of me that just wants to start screaming about justice and truth and yeah. effort and being yeah, the greatest. And then I also wanna just like brood yeah. in a corner with like one half of my purple hair there's over no my one eye in the show like, with purple hair. I'm the most I'm the most deadly woman the world's There's no ever one in seen. The show with but somehow hair. the show's not about me. And instead it's about this one guy named like Aaron. whatever. And he turns yep. into a monster and he's brooding, but yep. he's garbage at everything that he does, but yep. whatever. He's the man and he's the chosen one. So I'm just over here being introspective and probably a love interest no, at some actually, point. That'll happen. Cause of course it will. So far it hasn't happened. I don't. No, I don't really, ha- it's not going to happen. Is what I'm going to tell you. It's not going to. Is it because she dies no, tragically actually, she or something? Die tragically, she's still alive and kicking. No, just the rest of the cast does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cody. I know you hate Attack on Titan. That's why I was afraid to even bring it up. Hey, Cody. It's- but guess what? You watched a few seasons of it that um you have no right to even make fun of Attack on Titan because it was absolute trash. Just guess. Sword Art yeah, Online. exactly. Sword Art Online is absolute trash. You can go screw. Yeah, but here's the thing. Sword Art Online he falls is in trash. love with his sister, and then the other villain of the fairy no. arc is literally no. a pedophile. So don't come at me. It's not his sister. It's not his sister. Anyways, Sword Art Online is garbage. Yes. I'm not saying it's not. You have not. defended it to what me I'm before saying on is, many occasions. What I'm saying is... So is Attack on Titan. They're the same thing. They're not. They're not the same, the same thing, thing. But they are both garbage. They're the same. They're thing. not the same thing. They but they are both garbage. garbage. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, I just can only stand so much. Grand, it is like, a lot. It is a lot of grandstanding, and I will say they kind of toned down the grandstanding a little bit in the future season. But there was one scene where, like, I did feel all inspired. Where it's like the main captain like does a charge, and like everybody's like rushing in is like okay that is kind of cool but yeah there's a lot of grandstanding we don't need to talk look I just, man look i get to a point and i can't do it anymore there's too much okay goody now the second thing we're gonna talk gosh i'm sorry i'm sorry for doing this to the show do you so, not want to talk about this anymore we can keep talking about it i'm fine so the other thing my brother has been obsessed with the batman arkham knight game and he's like you need to play this so much so that he bought it for me and shipped it to my apartment and the day that it said it arrived he called me he's like hey man what are you doing i'm like i'm just chilling it's like okay what, do you have any plans for the rest of the what do you do for the rest of the day he's like probably nothing i already finished all my work and stuff so i'm probably just gonna be chilling it's like okay go to your mailbox right now it's like Oh, okay, right now, it's like, are you at your mailbox? My mailbox is down the street because it's like an actual like postal box like system. It's like, okay, well, get in your car and go get your. It's like, okay, man. But yeah, so I've been playing Arkham Knight. I like it story wise. I think it's like intense, but like, I think I'm just either really bad at the game or the game's really hard because like every time someone has a gun or has like um, a shocky stun weapon, I just 
die over and over and over again and can't defeat him. I feel like when when I was playing the game, I felt like Batman controlled like a pile of lead weighted mashed potatoes. 100%. Like um, it, it felt like so chunky to move, and I'm like, I don't like the you know, it just nothing felt nimble to me, you know. And, and I think and Batman's supposed we, to be. We were nimble. like kind of talking. <laughs> Well, right, and we, we were talking about this a little bit off-air, that, that it feels like there's a disconnect between you on the controller and Batman in the game. Like, it feels more like you're triggering events than it does you're controlling Batman, and I think that was what irked me about it, is I always felt like I wasn't exactly controlling what was happening on screen, which just didn't, didn't like, land with me very And I well. feel like none of the, like, skill points and stuff, like, really mean anything. I feel like leveling up doesn't mean anything. It's like, so why am I doing all this? And there's, there's, it's an open world as usual. And there's all these events and all these things to do, but it doesn't mean anything other than like story. Like if it's story stuff, it's cool. But like, it's just the points and stuff that I'm doing and like unlocking stuff. It hasn't really changed my gameplay at all and like it's the third game so i understand why like, they haven't like explained like some of the gadgets and stuff but like i feel like i'm just lost and yeah i had a similar experience and it's like i like it I is it. In t also the freaking arkham knight who's supposed to be like this big bad villain is just a whiny crybaby oh batman <laughs> destroyed my stuff i'll get you i'll show you what real pain is it's like Okay, you're super cool. And then the Scarecrow... At some point, do you think that one of these villains might have, like, a little bit of, like, self-awareness? Like, I'll show you what real pain is. Super cut to Batman literally getting his spine snapped in half by Bane, like, 15 different times. Oh, like, yeah. really? You're gonna you show me what pain I'm is? big, strong, Arkham Knight, man. And it's just like, it's like, also, I know exactly who the Arkham Knight is because, like, they're literally not making it a secret at all who he is. And it's going to be like a big reveal and I'm not going to care. It's Will Wheaton, isn't it? It's freaking. Oh, of course it is. I was going to, I was even going to say, is it like. Yeah. Then because of yeah, course yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just. That's going to get up. Because, you know, someone might be listening to that. No, but like. I know who it is. Isn't this game like 15 years old? I think you're fine. This game, it's, it's, I think, six years old. Yeah, I think we're past the point where spoilers it's are just, not fair. Like, it, it, like, I like what I've played. I'm going to beat it because my brother is was really excited. And like I want to like talk to with my bro talk about it with my brother. But man, there's just some, there's like, I've died six times on this tower trying to kill these like eight guys with guns. Like, man, bullets really are Batman's only weakness. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, basically everything is Batman's weakness because he's just like a guy. He's just a dude. In spandex. And, I, and the thing is, I even upgraded the armor to be like, Super resistant against bullets, but I still get shot up in an instant and just die. And I was like, what's the point of being Batman if you just get shot by a normal thug? A normal thug kills I, uh, me. I don't know if you're aware of how body armor works, Jordan, but it's not like bulletproof forever. He literally, like, once you shoot it body literally armor explained once. that he has basically titanium plates on his chest. Tell me a bullet. Well, that's impressive that he can carry all that weight around forever you know now, now you're just like you, I'm just you're saying. just making fun of me on a thing that i'm not even 100 percent into like i just i i like i well okay so i guess one i think it's supposed to be like a stealth game you're not really supposed to like but it's supposed to be a stealth people. game but they're telling me to do these combos and if you do oh and then square you do the ultra beat down why are you telling me that if it's a stealth game why am i stealthy yeah, see, when i can do like, an ultra beat down man <laughs> Why am I hiding this behind a bitch when I can bash this dude's skull in with my bare hands? Why? Okay, so this is probably not going to make sense to anybody, but there's a, there's a YouTube reviewer, reviewer called Cosmonaut Variety Hour, and they do a bit about Batman in the new like Justice League movies. Yeah. And there's just like a clip where he's punching someone in the face over and over and over again. And, uh, but it's just like, yeah, it is kind of funny in those games, but it's like the ultimate beatdown, and like Batman just snaps a guy's head okay. off, and it's like, he's stunned. Well, 
he's asleep. Well, like, yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> it's a college humor, he's asleep thing. But today, so I interrogated a guy, and after you interrogate him, you pick him up and you slam his head first into the ground. And it's like, that guy's either paralyzed from the neck down or he is dead. There's no way that <laughs> guy got, dead. like, he's either paralyzed from the neck down or dead. There's no way. Because you pick him up and slam him into concrete. Face down. You, yeah. Batman. Look at this very, very dead person. Batman kills people. He does. Anyways, Cody, what thing have you been doing recently? Um, okay, so Doom Eternal in a big way, right? Yeah. That's like the main Doom thing. Doom Eternal looks I've been awesome, really playing. man. But it's not my type of game, but it, it looks awesome. You should give it a shot. Like, yeah. it, uh, you know, you compare everything to Dark Souls and you just start to sound like a creep. But, um... <laughs> It has some similarities and like, eh, no, this really isn't a Dark Souls thing. It doesn't matter. Um, it is a shooter where movement and dodging is more important than cover and health. Yeah, and I love that. I enjoy a game that is frantic and where you're not supposed to duck behind cover and wait. The AI in the game is incredible because if you ever hold still, you just get hoarded up on by everybody. So you just have to constantly be moving. And so Doom 2016 was great. It's like one of my favorite shooters ever. And then Doom Eternal, one, they like tripled the difficulty on me just out of nowhere. They're like, oh, it's going to get insane. Like you thought Doom 2016 was hard. No, this is, this is fully bonkers now. Like... If you stop for a second, you're just instantly dead. Your health means nothing. Like, okay. Yeah, but if they were suddenly like, you need to do this mission stealth, wouldn't you kind of go crazy? Because your big Doom guy they, shooting a bunch of stuff. It is like, you're Batman, muscle-packed Batman, ultra beat down, and it's just like, you need to hide behind this bench and then smash someone's face into a rail. Sorry, I've... One of the things that I loved in the first game is there's like a part where like a computer voice is like, Ultimate Doom Marine, I have a mission for you. You must stop the Hell Ray from fire. And then the Doom guy just stands up and punches the computer screen. Like the st- like a cutscene starts playing and the Doom guy breaks the computer and pulls out a gun. And that's the game. And I'm like, this is perfect. You did it exactly right. If ever there I was a Cody video game, Doom is 100% a Cody video game. Well, and there's like, you don't have an interact button, you just have punch, which I love because there's like a part where it's like, now carefully remove the hell lenses and you just start punching the hell lenses. Carefully remove and the... And then they're like, ah! look, don't break the magnetron lens. And you just like drop kick the magnetron lens and I'm like, perfect. They get it. I'm not if, here. If ever there for a was story. a Cody game, that is hundred percent. I'm. I don't want to play as an engineer with like a little pew pew gun that's scared of everything. It's like the monsters are afraid of you. You're a nightmare thing. Like perfect. They nailed it. This game, there is actually a robot voice that tells you what to do and that you have to follow around a quest indicators. And I'm like, no. I don't want to do what the robot voice tells me to do. Like, you missed the point. I liked it better when you just ignored the robot voice and shot monsters. Um, So that was a little bit, like, irked me. And then there's, like, little mechanic changes that are so, like, you can spawn armor by catching enemies on fire. Your chainsaw has a recharge rather than ammo. And there's, like... I still don't really like that. The big thing I'm annoyed at is that melee does no damage unless the enemy is staggered. I hate that. That I hate. Um, But there's like a recharge punch, but then it's inevitably charged up at a time when there's only like one zombie just like shuffling slowly towards you with like a screwdriver. Like, I'm going to be the one that does it. (laughs) I'm the hero of this story. You know, and it's like... Really? You? You don't even have a name tag. Come on, you don't even have a name in the game. <laughs> like, I just... You're going to be the one that's... Like, like, it definitely sounds like more up your alley than mine, because like like I've said many times, I'm mostly there for the story, and then like the gameplay in between is always fun. Like, I also recently started playing Devil May Cry again, and like... Just being able to button mash and then get a little bit of, oh, the demon in the hell rate and get this convoluted story in between 
is a lot of fun. I wish I had kept up with Bayonetta. Yeah. Because, like, they're basically the yeah, same game. Like, they're, in terms of mechanic, I think, near identical. Hack and slash for style points and then super convoluted story. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I really liked Bayonetta. And then I stopped playing it because I think I hit a point where I realized I was not going to learn a 16-button sequence to do, like, which dance breath scissor cut death murder and i'm like i freaking i can't i'm not i don't have 30 hours to learn this combo i have 15 minutes i think i should just play overwatch <laughs> that's, that's all i have time for yeah really though i mean that's kind of what happened today with batman where i sat down to play that i died like seven times on the same mission and it's like is this even fun anymore is this, even, <laughs> is this worth it it's what like, am, am i doing I it's like, am i having fun Actually, I did the two things that like you hated. I, I played Batman and watched Attack on Titan at the same time. And it's just like, <sighs> why am I even living? <laughs> what is life <sighs> any, anymore? What am I even doing with myself? Oh, frick, the other thing, what? Jordan. One, okay, I'm reading a really good romance novel right now. Oh, wow, I'm right glad now. you're reading a it's, really good romance novel instead of reading House um, of the Castle. The, the, what it nails is, the is chemistry scenes. between characters. Well, no, well, kind of. Okay. I'm not going to say it what, doesn't. Yeah, just say it but, doesn't and move on. Like, what it nails, though, is, like, it actually feels like the characters have chemistry with each other, which is really hard to do. <laughs> because way too often it's like, here's a romance novel, and the main male character is like, my name's Kurt Punchman, I don't respect women. And then the women are like, he's so beautiful, and he's misunderstood, and he takes care of me, so I put up with the fact that he says horrible things all the time and that's the whole story and i'm like this is terrible this one it's like oh look the characters actually seem like they mesh and they're like cute with each other and i like it they like rib each other in a pleasant and enjoyable oh, way Oh yeah, they rib they're each other it. in an enjoyable way that's not a th Jordan, that's rib like, condoms anything in but that's the, you don't use that as a verb who cares i did that's now i've tried to make a sex joke penis yeah but you're doing it badly vaginas happen what i've really been watching is poor recently yes, <laughs> no is stargate sg1 did you ever watch yes, stargate I did. sg1 i'm glad that you made a magnificent return to stargate that's amazing jordan did you know that stargate sg1 all seasons are now on netflix oh my god don't make me do this to myself i don't don't i don't need to. jordan i don't need to you're going to watch the first season of Stargate SG-1 and you're going to go, Does wow, it hold really up? Racist. Oh, it went really far into racism oh, really no. quickly. I hate with... Well, see, that's the thing we talk about on side characters is that a lot of sci-fi is about colonialism and it's and that's well, where the racism gets really racist-y. <laughs> a little oh, bit. Oh, no, it's worse. <laughs> it's just straight up racism. Like, oh, no. Let me let me let me get to it. So okay, basically, it's the same thing as it's the same show, especially in like the early seasons, as like Star Trek. Right in Star Trek, every episode you go to a planet, there's some problem on the planet, and in an hour it's yeah. resolved. Right? It's like oh no, the warp core of the planet is collapsing. There's gonna be death everywhere, and then the scientist is like, I made an anti field generator, and it fixes the problem. Right? It's the same thing. Nope. We're like, oh no, we caught the plague. We're all like, there are some things that oh, have the exact oh same. Oh no, plot. we caught the plague. No, I mean, like, don't watch sci-fi from the '90s because every other episode is we have caught the super plague and everyone is dying of it. And I'm like, this is not fun to watch right now. But there's <laughs> there's an episode of Star Trek Next Generation where they go to a Cody, planet to and it's just like a bunch of. We gotta start talking. Hang on, it's a. <laughs> Hang on. It's a bunch of hot people, and for some reason, the hot people have a disease that makes other people age super quick. That happens in Stargate SG-1. They go to a planet with a bunch of hot people, and then Jack O'Neill turns into an so old man. So where's the racism? Um, other than the burning so the cross the in front of uh, the temple of the space babe island, uh, what was the racism? Do you remember that um, in the early, like, the conceit of Stargate is that Earth was the planet where humans were first evolved, mm -hmm. and then this alien race called the Gu'uld yep. came and impersonated gods and then took a bunch of humans and basically dropped them on planets to use as, like, cattle, right? They needed humans as slaves and as hosts 
So they just made a bunch of worlds, right? And the idea is that some of those worlds would be like, oh, we took ancient Egyptians and we dropped them off on this planet and never let their technology evolve. So when you go to those planets, it's like, look, we've gone back in time to ancient Egypt because their society was not allowed to I advance. They're where, still I just like they the were. racism's coming. Now, so they're like, oh, look, the Mongols. Now we're going to explore Mongol culture. And it's like, oh, oh okay. no. Okay, and then in okay, so in Star Trek they have the prime directive which is you do not interfere with other people's cultures. Like we are in spaceships, they might be using horses. If they cannot understand what a spaceship is, we don't yeah, that's interfere. A big thing in Star Even if Trek what they're too. doing is yeah. terrible. No, that's just in Star Trek. In Stargate, they come through the Stargate and they're just like well, we're three white guys, and your culture is garbage, and we're going to fix it. And that is, like, every third episode. Yeah. It's like, what? You think, what about women? Well, we're going to correct that. And then they just, like, slap the people into shape, and they're like, you don't believe that anymore. And then they leave. And I'm like, great. <laughs> it's so good. Like, no. Oh, God. I'm just floored. Just completely floored. Yeah. Um, so, Cody, let's yeah, start talking about it. the topic of today. Um, so, we haven't done a world for a little bit. We're going to be doing a world um, next week, which is very nice world. Ugh. I'm so excited for that I, one. I'm I have so an excited. idea, and you're going to call a yellow card on me. Um, you better not. You have to fully commit to this one, Jordan. I will commit as much. I've made a nice world before. The one with the birds and the I the will birds straight up make you redo it. <laughs> you can't. Do you think that you think that you you have the power, Cody? You think that you have power over me? Jordan, here's the thing. If you don't do this right, every one of my worlds will just be a world where God loves you and everything okay, is perfect. Okay, fine. I'll try my best. <laughs> Just I, saying. I will That'll put I will put 100% world. of myself into this world. So <laughs> I hate I hate you know I don't write things where melancholy doesn't exist. I know. I know that about you Jordan and that's why this is a challenge. So Cody, speaking of of me being a terrible writer, <laughs> um let's So this week we're going to be talking about like the right because we've kind of taken a short hiatus while we work on our second audio drama. So we wanted to talk about the writing process this time because this is our second one. We kind of have a groove going now. And I just kind of want to talk about how this was different, what we kind of got into, what we liked, disliked, and kind of compare the two experiences. Not necessarily comparing the two shows, but comparing the actual experience writing, if that makes sense to you. Yeah. So I, I I guess I'll start I'll kick it off with asking is like how how do you think the writing process went this like how do you think things went with us this time around? I don't want to say worse but worse. Um, and I think that is because like I'm I'm gonna say this and I feel like it's gonna sound no, mean. Yeah, go ahead. I don't go mean ahead it in a mean, mean way. But like Stop, you man. came in. Keep going. To. Uh, your mom's disappointed in you. <laughs> I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start texting her every time. I'm glad you. I'm like, glad you do not have my parents' numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I can get them. Don't I worry. I know you can. Now leave me um, alone. <laughs> so I feel like you came in to your uh, audio drama with like a very clear, like not necessarily moment to moment outline, but you knew where it was yeah. going, uh, right? And I came into it much more vague. And then you were like, well, what happens in this scene? And I'm like, three friends have lunch and talk about their lives. And you're like, but what actually is going to happen at the end? And I'm like, three friends have lunch. That's all I I I know. I will correct you a little bit. It wasn't necessarily. So, So you're right. I had an exact plan coming in. You had um you you had an outline you had an idea but that outline was vague at best and I'm not trying I'm I think it was about fifteen words well, in well, total I, I'm not trying to say this to like be mean like you said I'm not trying to be mean about it, but your outline was Vivian is not respected for her degree lunch with other professors that's scene one. Okay, that's scene, scene two. One. Yeah, that, that's scene, how much scene I knew two. about Wife scene one. Wife comes to see Vivian is having terrible nightmare. Unto death. Trapped. Horrible image in her eye. Vivian refuses. Scene three. Dean yep. is going to fight her. Scene four. Go to the house and investigate. Scene five. Find the bear shadows. Scene six. The chase. 
Hey, spoilers. But spoilers. I, I, I mean, I got, got that, but like you didn't really have an idea. And so like was well, like, so what are these characters supposed to be doing? Like, what is supposed to think? It's like, I don't know. And I think it's really the sheer difference between your writing style and mine, where you are a discovery writer, and like you discover a lot of the stuff that happens and what, how you want it to put things. And I flesh out at least the general idea. And yes, yeah, some things change from what I had envisioned originally, but Western Chronicles was pretty much ex like turned out exactly how I had planned, but yours yeah, evolved right. as we kept going, and I think that's the the, sh the sheer difference. Do I th think it's necessarily worse? No, but it was definitely harder to write. Definitely harder for me because you had a vision of how your characters were going to talk and interact, and I didn't know that what that was without asking. That is me. also fair to say. I think I think that was two challenges. One is that like I think. For you, it seemed like in your mind, I had a picture of how I wanted this to go. So you're like, well, just tell me where you want the scene to go. And I'm like, I don't care. Like it, it isn't, it isn't, it isn't yet. Like we have to write it. That's where it goes. You know what I mean? Um, and then there was also that we were kind of writing this in a vaguely old timey dialect. And that's what I struggled with the most. thrilled with Because that. you are the very whimsy and the, my talking about and it was very easy for me to write Westerton because they talked how I did in high school and college. Yeah, your which people is talk not much different than yeah, we talk. And now. Your people you know talk I mean? like old time. It's not that big of a shift, and it was just hard to get in the mood. And I don't think I personally carried that through. And so I think you'll be able to tell who is writing which character throughout. Um. I, I think I think that you still think you were worse at it than you really were. And there were like a couple of times when I changed a word yeah. here or there that just felt like that isn't the right word or the right way for the character to say that, you know. But I think that I had one very, again, this is going to sound crappy, but I don't mean That's it fine. to be crappy. I just think that a lot of my characters had distinct voices from each other. Like, specifically, Deja, Ruben, and Vivian all sounded very yes, different. I will agree with that. Like, and intentionally, Ruben was supposed to be way pompous. Deja was supposed to be, like, kind of coarse and uncouth. And Vivian was supposed to be rude, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, I mean, I think I captured and Vivian pretty well. Like, I think that I did a good job writing for Vivian because I, I know, like, a lot... I will say the majority of Vivian writing was done by me. Yeah, yeah, you wrote a lot of Vivian lines, and I really do... And I think you captured Thank those you. lines well, fine. That legitimately like, I, th I think that... Well, and, and that's where, like, I know that there were points where, like, we kind of got hung up, and I'm like, yeah, no, this is fine. Like, what you're writing is fine. Like, I might change a word to be, like, forsooth instead of the, you know, but that's that's yeah. it. And I, I, I um, guess, like, sorry, it, it was difficult for me to write it, but, like, as we got into it, I found the characters I could write for. Like I said, like, Vivian, and, like, the majority of Vivian was me, and I would say, um, I think all of Lady Lambert was me. I think... I a think lot of it, yeah. Maybe ninety, like ninety-five percent of Lady Lambert was me, and then, um, like, and I did a chunk of Ruben, but there was the time that I literally stopped and like, you need to write for Deja because, like, I want you to do a funny, just crass Deja line, and I don't think well, I can yeah, capture like Deja. Deja's, Deja's you. Deja's, <laughs> well, and her lines are supposed to be like kind of, um, I don't know what the right way to put this is. Uh, what's like the they're just supposed to be bonkers. Yeah. Like she just says weird things. Like they're they're supposed she's an to kind of be absurdist nightmare. <laughs> absurdist. That's what I'm looking for. She's she's supposed to say absurdist things, and so I do think that there is like a specific flavor that is supposed to go into her lines that is maybe difficult to get because it isn't just like talk like a high schooler from the Midwest <laughs> from the time period when you were a high schooler in the Midwest. You know, um. Which doesn't exactly track, because I kind of wrote her in, like, vague Cockney, and it's supposed to be set in fantasy France. Oops. Um, if it's a big deal, I can go back and listen. Do you think the story fit into what you imagined in your head? Like, was this what you wanted to make? Yeah. Yeah, no, it did. It, it was, like, because in my mind, the only part of the story that I had worked out was what was in that outline, and everything else was entirely up okay. in the air. Um it's so for me, it, it worked out the way that I hoped it would just because there wasn't really a way for it not to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
it fit. I, I liked the last scene. I liked the title drop that is in it, inevitably. Um, so, no, I, I, w- I was very happy with how oh. it turned out. And also, I, I like sent it to other people to read, and one of them, audibly, while reading it, went... <laughs> So I felt pretty good. pretty good about so that. Say, so so you are proud of like what we did together. Yeah, I'm. Um, yeah, I, I am. I am very satisfied I, with where we got to. I, and end. I and I will say like those two questions were more directed you less me because like it's your idea and I was just supporting it. And, but I I am proud of what we wrote. I'm excited to see us actually record it. It's going to happen sometime in January, guys. But I'm excited like actually yeah. record it and like see how it comes out and see like the voices people do with it but it, it, it was a lot of it was really nerve-wracking that first time we sat down to write because like you said i didn't know what you were going for and it was really hard for me to step into it but as it went yeah. on it was a lot easier i fa- like i said i found my knack of who i'm writing for and i really enjoyed writing for those characters so much well and i think that was like a difference in what was what was challenging because in Westerton Chronicles, like, I think at times what I struggled with is I would have some random spur of the moment idea, and you're like, well, no, that's not really where this is supposed to go. And I'm like, but it's a good line, Jordan. I I, 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 did, I, did well, I guess and that, that's like the one thing that's like hard for me, like, in writing with other people is that, like, my idea, I had an exact idea of what I wanted to write. Yeah, and you you yeah. didn't. I think like overall, like yeah, I think both of them turned out great, but there there is that like disconnect of how we both write. Like you are discovery, and I am a exact type of person. I need my idea to right. be fleshed out. So, well, I think we kind of benefit from that though, because like I would rather. I would rather write with someone who doesn't write just yeah. like me than write with someone who writes the same Same way here. because like nothing would ever get done and it would just be random weird lines back and forth for 50 pages instead of yeah. a story, you know? Um, and I think that like your story benefited from having like some absurdity added to yeah, it and at I, and points, I, and you know? Cause I am um, very self-serious. And so it was nice to have you around who could, pull me away from being serious yeah and, and so i think it's a good balance i just think that it is like both of us are i think it's good to be a little bit uncomfortable when you're doing a creative endeavor i think that's usually beneficial you know what and, i mean and, and i mean like sorry. i would rather there be a little bit of tension and like i want to put this line in no like that's better than like i want to put this line in yeah definitely well, yeah, and i mean like, you well, also no. did it to be a lot where i wrote something it's like yeah, no, take that away. But there was also, I will say, you did give me some lee- leeway on two lines that I was super proud of that, like, I just slipped in, like, two, just, like, this person's going to say this really kind of crazy, kind of messed up thing, and it's going to stay. And then you're like, oh, no, it's perfectly fine. I'm like, <laughs> thank you. I will say, like, if you listen to Westerton, you could definitely tell the episode that I had like almost full control over, and that was the one where they have the big fight. That that yeah, that, that was like yeah, yeah. mostly mine. Like you you at like I'm not saying I wrote it all. You added some stuff, but that was the one where it's like this. I envisioned this exactly this way in my head. So right within my like brain bubble please (laughs) yeah yeah no that one was i remember that one being a little bit difficult for that reason um because there were definitely points from like i feel like the fight should go here and you're like that's just not where it's going like like, cody get in line now (laughs) but no i think both processes were a lot of fun like i i enjoyed writing with you more than i thought i would because like you know i don't like writing I have my ideas, and it's like being kind of forced to write with someone else is like a big thing. It's like, oh, now now I have to like pay attention to more than just what I'm thinking. I think it's a it, good it's exercise. Great. It's it's a valuable it's a valuable stretch to like try to get used to that and be comfortable with it. So, would you do this again? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, well, cool. Because I, mean, I really want to do it again. Well, not like with the same. I kind of want to do and, one where we come up with the world together and like see how that turns out. And we've we've done that now a couple times. Yeah, but um, I mean, like, do a um, an audio drama in a world we come up with together. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, I think for me, I 
I enjoy right now because I mean we kind of a few months ago kind of hit like sounds dramatic to say a low point, but you know we like hit a point where it's just like eh, just um, writing the same. What was format. it? Florida Man World. Yeah. This Florida Man World just kind of broke us. We're like we got to do something a little bit different, you know. And and I am enjoying writing with you and doing things a little bit outside of our like norm a lot more than I am just being like. And now write another world. And now write another I mean, world. And now write another world. We haven't done worlds have in like you know? two months. Like we didn't do a world at all in like build a world at all in November. No, I know. And it feels good in a way. Because now I'm like going back to writing a world. It's like, okay, well, like I've taken a break. I can come back to it. You know, I like started to miss it. And I'm scared I'm going to be so bad at it when it comes to this weekend writing God Loves You World. Because A, it's a topic I'm not good at. And B, I haven't written in this style for over a month. And it's just like, what What do I even do? Yeah, the last thing we did was like the World Shop Dead and yeah. Live shows. Yeah. So... The the Halloween and then the um the my birthday show. So yeah, we um did one at the very beginning of November, and that was the last time we built worlds. Yeah, so it's been almost like a month and some yeah. change, yeah. Yeah, month and some change. It's just like so scary. But like I, I, I like that we're doing different projects. I mean the projects they take a little bit longer, but I like the final product that we we well the final script that we produce. Like, cause I read through the whole thing just to make sure like all of our grammar like stuff was right before I sent it out to everybody, and it's really fun. Yeah, yeah, and that's also that's I hate like, your it's... grammar, Cody. <laughs> huh? I hate your grammar so bad. Well, yeah, I mean that's true, but it, it's sometimes I feel like it's difficult to see the forest for the trees when you're writing. You know, you get stuck yeah. on like little things. And it's difficult to be like, is this any good? Like, you finish writing a scene, you're like, was that just garbage? D- did I just, is this nothing? Is this nothing? You know, and then you like, it's nice to send it. To, and that's the advantage of doing like an audio drama thing is like, we have to have other people read parts. So we have to send it to at least like five other people. Yeah, <laughs> we, have to, be we like, have to send it to as many people as we have characters. And that's yeah. so nerve wracking. Send it to all, like, because I send it to, um, all of my friends, and it's just like now you have to act in the in like get a response from some of them was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be awesome. Like I'm terrified. Like why don't you read it first? <laughs> yeah, it's like why don't you tell me after you read the bull crap we threw up on a page for um five episode four episodes. This was well, also a little bit shorter, which is like ah. <laughs> well, and I think that that's like a kind of. I think that is, like, a consistent creative self-sabotage, right? Is like, oh, like, no one can take this seriously, or this is garbage, like, don't read it, you know? But it, at some point, like, that's kind of, that's part of it, is just being okay with sending something to someone and being like, yeah. this is where we're at, you know? It might not be the best thing in the world, but that's okay. We wrote it. I'm proud of the, it. The thing I'm proud for of my me ugly little is, cake. The, the, the thing for me is, at the very least, it was, it's fun. It is a fun story. Both yeah. Westerton and this were fun. Westerton had a bit more of a serious turn towards the middle and then got fun again. But, like, both of these were a lot of fun to read through and write. And even if, like, it doesn't turn out the perfect exact thing we want, it's still a lot of fun to do. And I, I look forward to doing another one of these projects. Well, and I also think for these, I like that they are a little bit longer term. Because, like, what I liked yeah. about you know, world shot from the beginning is that it gives you a chance to be like, I think another kind of like consistent creative foible of like hobbyist creatives, if you want to say, which seems like a weird way to phrase it, but you know what I mean? Like writing is not my job. I have like a career. This is something I do to balance my life at all. So I'm not just constantly only fixing computers. Um, But I think frequently when you have this type of hobby, like you know, it would be just as easy for me to be like, oh, I'm going to try to get into game development, which I'm glad I really haven't picked up that hobby Thank because God. it's this it's the same thing as my job, just with oh pictures co- on top of it. Coding is a living nightmare. And as like I say, anybody who could actually like game code power to you. Because I could not do it for more than a year. Like we tried to like start with our own like program to like make our own games, and it's just so much. It debugging is, is a Satan, yeah. is, is, is Satan's spawn. Debugging is awful. 
my my point is that I feel like frequently what you have is a million unfinished projects just kind of laying yeah. around and they're 100%. like weird infancy instead of ever being like, okay, we finished a thing, right? Like it might not be great, but here is like, we did a product that is complete and we're not working on it anymore. And it's not because we stopped working on it. So what I liked about World Shop is that every week we do that. It's just like we do a world and we're done with that <laughs> and, world. We have and to then be we get burnt out when we try to make something funny and it turns out to be actually really bad taste. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, but then what what I like about these audio dramas is that they are a little bit longer, but it still gives us the chance to be like, and we're done with that. We didn't have yeah. to do it. We didn't write two pages of a script and then quit. It's like, this is the entire story. We wrote the script. We're going to record it with people and we're going to edit it. And then we're done with it. You know, we are yeah. moving on. And we can do like a part two and both of them, but I sure, don't think that sure. necessarily is going to, or has to happen. No. And, and I think it's just the point that like making a completed story, I think is kind of an uphill battle a lot of times. So I like that we've done that for a bunch of different things even if they're not the best, because I think frequently the problem is you learn a lot from finishing something, even if it's not perfect. Whereas trying to get your first attempt at something perfect ends up just meaning that you never get it done. I would rather make a crappy short story and then make a slightly less crappy short story next time than try to make a perfect short story and have never written anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. This I, is kind of like the NaNoWriMo thing coming out, you know. Which yeah, yeah. And, once, I, and so I like, like the building worlds that we do every week. But I also like the projects like where we write a story in that world and write a yeah. story in each other's world. Because there has been a lot of stuff that you've written that I've enjoyed so much that I've wanted to create something in. And then there's also stuff that you've done that's just made me so mad that I just want to put my fist through a wall. Um, your dinosaur romance story. <laughs> that's still possibly one of my greatest creations. It, it really it really is because it's truly a Cody thing, but it made me so mad. Like, you just pulled that out. It's like, oh, you, you knew what you were doing with that. It made me so mad. <laughs> I also love that the T-Rex was just the werewolf from what we do in the shadows. He's just and the, guy the freaking that dude from um, Thor Ragnarok. He was just thor ragnarok yeah yeah and i think that also might be taika waititi both times so yeah it's just oh him. well uh, no it's, well yeah, yeah vaguely the character was based not exactly on taika waititi but it's a sim it's a very similar character taika waititi is great by the way but just like he is uh, yes. I, I don't know so like what hmm so first off one question i have on the list that is really funny in hindsight is like do you still enjoy writing with me no <laughs> I know. Yes. I, I hate writing with, writing with you too. Um, I guess is there a story? So is there a story that you prefer between Westerton or um, Professor Investigators, or do you think they kind of like hold the same place in your mind? Because um, I guess for me, they both hold the same place. Like they were both both supernatural investigations, both handled entirely differently, and I like that the juxtaposition between the two is like they're different but the same. I mean, it's like a little bit of a of a loaded question, obviously, because we each well, yeah. came up with one of the ideas. Yeah. Um, and if you say you I hate would, it, mine, I'm not going to be mad at you. <laughs> I didn't hate yours. It would be a lie to say that I did not prefer writing in my world, but what the? I think that was mostly to do with like, hmm. You can hurt my feelings. I don't care. No, it's not a matter of not hurting your feelings. I don't mind telling you how I feel. It's a matter of actually trying to phrase how I feel about it. Um, I would say I enjoy writing in a setting that is not necessarily just like... I walk outside. That is the setting to my story, you know? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I did just base it off my hometown. <laughs> Some of that is because of the way it kind of limits language to an extent. Yeah. yeah. You know, like when you're like, you, you just have to write like a teenager from the 2000s. Like, well, okay. Like that's. Don't, don't, don't see any, don't see anything wrong with, don't see anything wrong with that. Well, it's not bad. It's 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 like it isn't that. bad. It just is one way to write a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And and I like being able to have some flexibility and like having different ways for characters to act in different scenarios. Yeah, no, I, I also think that um 
this is this is, this is gonna come across i think kind of poopity but anyways Dude, there's a saying. part of me that is like um i don't also always like to write characters that are much younger than me oh that's fine um just because like the stories feel less relevant not necessarily bad but it's just not like a coming of age story for me writing it just doesn't land in the same way as it would have when i was 16 yeah Um, you just shocked my brain because you said much younger it's gonna be oh they're not much younger and then they're they're about 13 to um 12 to 13 years younger than us and that like literally just shocked my brain really hard well and it's just different like i (laughs) just uh, like my day-to-day life is like a career and a child so like the the things i'm like thinking about just are are less coming of agey that is but i also really like coming of age stories you know what i mean i just don't think i want to write them one one of my favorite genres is coming of age so mine too like i love a ton of coming of age stories and i think there's a lot of excellent ones i don't Um, i just like writing coming of age and and i think for me that just isn't like and not that I didn't enjoy writing Westerton. Yeah, I also just bumped my mic. So if you heard something weird, that was just me yeah, actually slapping my mic. But um, for me, it was just like if I was gonna pick one, it would not be coming of age. It yeah. would be something else. Even though like you could make an argument for kind of technically there is a coming of age element to. Here's the difference. Not really. Vivian is Vivian not, is confident no, in who she is. That's a stretch. You're stretching now, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I guess stop it's doing yoga on this show. Right. And, and I guess my point is that Vivian was not supposed to be a character who was insecure about who she was. She was a character that had to struggle to make other people take her seriously. That's a different thing than a character not knowing who they want to be. Vivian's yeah. very certain on who she and, wants to be. And that like, was that's like not the, in question. That was like the main point of Westerton is like do we be the weird kids or do we like try to blend in with society and the one kid wanting to just lean in hard and be the weird kid. And the other kid kind of like goes along just because he wants to be friends with his two friends. And then there was the other one who's like, no, I want to be normal because I've realized how weird we actually are. And it was like struggling with like, who are we as friends? And that's like a big coming of age thing that happens like in a lot of stuff. And that is what I wanted to write because I did base Westerton off of my um, hometown, off of like like people I knew growing up. So that was like my thing, and like I, I realized, and I and I understand what you're saying with like in writing that because like that's not your life anymore. You're 28 or something now, and sorry, didn't mean to say your age. You just gave me the or something. Player. I'll bleep I'm still it. Still 28. Cody. I'll bleep it. I will bleep oh, it. Oh, I don't. I don't mind oh, okay. if people know that you I'm 28. See, it does not. Cody's me. 42, and I'm actually only um 25. So. <laughs> I I am not. I have. It's been a while since I was twenty five, and I miss it. <laughs> I don't feel any different. I at all. I only feel that's difference. not true. I, I only a kid feel now. That's the difference. <laughs> I say I only feel the difference in my knees and my back. <laughs> it's like my knees you know, always hurt, and my back kills me when I wake up. <laughs> I I I have been a person who like occasionally has like lower back pain, and it is one hundred percent of the time because of bad posture sitting at a desk. And yep. standing desks have basically fixed that for I me. I really need to actually use my standing desk because I got one, but I literally just sit down all day. I, uh, my butt hurts. No, I, <laughs> like, I, my desk at home now is, like, permanently standing. I can't sit. Like, I'm standing now. And at yep. work, it's, like... I've noticed that when over the last few work, episodes, you just standing. stand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because, like, my desk doesn't go down. So if I sit... Yeah, you know, I know our audience yeah, you can't disappear see disappear from the screen. It is just like Bye. I just disappeared, and I'm yelling up at my mic. <laughs> I just, um, I just love like, like tiny Cody just shrinks below <laughs> the horizon of your camera. But I was, I mean, I was having problems with that when I was much younger because I, I uh, had a co-op while I was in college and was sitting all the time. Oh, also bad beds. I slept in a lofted bed. That had just like a thin mattress on metal slats. Hey, and Cody, I went to college. <laughs> no, this was worse. This was really? this wasn't in college. It was in oh. an apartment that I was living in with my brother. It was my sister-in-law's sister's bed that I was sleeping in while she was gone. Like 
because we switched places basically like she went home and I, you know, went and stayed in her room. Um, cause I just needed a place to stay. And yeah, it was like, she had her bed on the floor and I was like, why is the bed on the floor? And she's like, well, the lofted bed's terrible. I'm like, well, I'm freaking not sleeping on the floor. And I put the bed up in there and slept there for a week. And I mean, like I was hunched over, like I was 90 years old. It, I mean, like, we're I was getting, like needed a walker. <laughs> you know, it was bad. We're getting way off topic, but it is like amazing to see how much a bad bed can infect your entire life. Because like it's it's rough. Like when when I still I need to get a new bed, and hopefully we'll be moving soon so I can do that. But like, man. There was like one day where I like could literally feel the different knots in my back from just sleeping bad on that bad bed, and uh, I think I lost you. But I'll just say it for the um, no, I can I can okay. still hear you. I just lost your okay. Video. Yeah, but so so but the thing is, like people like were like concerned. It's like oh, you're sleeping on the couch a lot. Are you okay? It's like no, I prefer sleeping on the couch because the couch is actually comfortable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, oh. the couch is great. I love my couch. I'm a big fan of boxed foam mattresses. That's what we got. We got a king-sized boxed foam mattress, and I am, uh, yep, it's worth it. Yeah, well, I was like, I might be moving soon, but, like, I was saying that my mom's like, well, you might have to get rid of some of your stuff. It's like, not the couch. The bed could stay, but I'm not getting rid of the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, was I've like, just had bad couches. I've never had a good couch. Oh, like, my ever. gosh. Okay, this is the last, like, bad thing that we can get back on topic, but we used to, ha- well, we still have this, like, couch at home and it's kind of a quote-unquote crappy couch but it is the most broken in most comfortable thing that i've ever laid on and my mom got mad because like both me and my brother have tried taking that couch with us when we left (laughs) and she's like no it's like i'm going to like like have it recovered and everything and just like put it back in the living room but it's like but it's our couch. Like we always like would go and sleep on the couch because it is the most comfortable piece of furniture in our entire house Okay, this is like a funny couch story. So growing up, my parents donated a couch at one point. They were getting rid of it. It was like this old ratty couch. Yeah. And a fraternity from my town came and got it. And then a decade later, I freaking joined that fraternity and found it in our basement. And I'm like, what the? Is this my couch? <laughs> They're like, yeah, we got this couch forever ago. And I'm like, yeah, from my mom. I, I do love how straight up you just found like, you just found your couch from years ago. And it's like, hold on, you steal my couch? Yup. Yep. That is well, so funny. That fraternity kind of stole a lot of things. There's like still like a butcher block island that I think my fraternity ate. And I kind of wish I had actually because I want a butcher block island. But, you know. Okay, anyway. Neither here nor there. Okay, Cody. So, overall, what what is your opinion on this, like, writing process? And, I guess, do I have any other actually... Because we already answered, like, literally all my questions. And that's why we started talking about couches and beds. So, like, well, <laughs> so writing both of these, I guess, what what are your thoughts going forward? And it's like, is there anything that you want to change moving forward? Um, uh, y- yeah. I think that if, like... I think that we need, like, especially on my worlds, I think that there needs to be more of an understanding of just, like, going for it at some yeah. point. Yeah. Because I, I think that, that was the only parts that were, like, frustrating is when, like, I could tell that it was, like, either you weren't comfortable with the way we were writing it or you were just, like, I'm not sure what to do. And it's, like, just go for it. Like, the- well, because, and I, like, and I, I would rather. And I started I would, to get more of just like, okay, I'll you just did. type whatever. And if you want yeah. to change it, you can just delete whatever. It's not going to hurt my feelings. Um, Because, like, I, I think that that's like a good. I think it's I think it's a better mindset to have to just like have something on the paper and then talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. And I, I think that is something that we'll have to do. And I mean,. I think one thing I will still write, like will still form the story in my head, but I think I will leave a little bit more room for like changes next time, especially if like, you know, big scenes that I imagine in my head. Um, well, and actually, no, I think the other difference I would say is we shouldn't start it as two separate things. We should outline together. That yes. way there isn't, that's what we should change is one of us shouldn't be like, Here's in charge of it and then the other person is helping we need to kind of have like an equal stake in it 
because I think in both of them, it had the detriment of either like you were kind of in charge or I was kind of in charge. Yeah. And I think it was worse when I was kind of in charge because I didn't want to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you and know, I think, and you know, I love being in charge. And I think on yours, I didn't want you to be. Um, so I think it would be better if we How just were like even split down the middle. We come up with the story idea and the uh, outline together. I'm just, how dare you say that you didn't want me to be in charge? I don't. I don't. But I also don't like authority. I mean, so I, we've literally had, like, authority battles on this show because you don't like authority and I need to be the authority. <laughs> I was talking to my brother recently because he's, like, a person that, like, needs hierarchy and structure. And I'm like, I think you were just born to lick boots. <laughs> He was like, well, kind of. Yeah, and I was born to lead. I was born this way. Baby, I was born this way. Lady Gaga and me have a lot in common. We're both super short and extremely good dancers. Is Lady Gaga short? Five foot two. I really thought she was very tall. No. I don't know why. <laughs> I just always kind of assumed she's only so reason, tall. Also, for the honesty, the only reason I know her exact height off the top of my head is her documentary. Yes, you've been Googling her a lot. I get no, it. No, her it's documentary funny. is named Five Foot Two. So, and is I watched, it? Yes. I'm pretty sure. Let me double check. I really thought it was called, like, probably 52 when I saw it. I probably didn't get that there was punctuation in there to indicate the yeah, five, it's It is literally called Gaga colon five the word five foot the word foot two so i don't know how you have that up <laughs> I, I i had no idea that was referring to her height <laughs> yeah 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 she, she's extremely short but she is amazing and i love lady gaga and i know you probably have some comments about how you hate lady gaga and don't want to listen to that music ever, I, but, I, I i'm just like i, I don't yeah it's just like not my thing and i've never listened to her you very listen much, to lana del like, rey you gaga have nothing sucks. to say I just like I, I I have no opinions on Lady Gaga because I've never really listened to Lady Gaga. You listen to a lot. Anyways, we need to end this show. So Cody, um, next week we are doing uh, God Loves You World. Yes. I should just do the just make a world based on a song. And that song is Jesus Loves the Little Children, All the Children of the World. I think I just figured out what I'm gonna do for my world, and I'm really you're just gonna make Jesus it. World. No, what? But only no, Jesus what? doesn't get killed. I'm just gonna say like. Don't <laughs> just don't <laughs> like theologically, like the point of Jesus was to die for our sins so we didn't have to suffer like eternal damnation for yeah, so them. So that is a God loves you world. Well, my point though is that Jesus is like the sacrifice that lets us not be constantly tormented by God, I think. So, um, huh. not yeah, well, if you look at it that way, it's God hates you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that, like, that's, like, why there was all the, like, take this cup from me stuff with Jesus, because I'm just saying, that was not the theological point of the Christ story. Hey, Cody. <laughs> hey, Cody, we don't need to talk about it. Anyways, so we're going to do God Loves You World. I'm just going to make, because it's God Loves You World or Make a Nice World. I'm just going to make a nice world because... You know, no, the reason I put God loves you world, like, I think that there's like an inside joke here to explain. It's because yeah. some, for some reason, in four out of five of your stories, Shut God up! exists Shut and up! he hates people. It's like there are people on a planet and God is like, you guys suck. Yeah, I, I do you. have some worlds where God is just straight up malicious. Frequently, <laughs> your deities are very unhappy Extremely with people. Extremely malicious, like half the time. My gods are very, yeah. very hate, hateful. So, so that's what the, the God loves you. Or there's the episode where like, like literally uh, it was a deal with the devil and like that's why everything yeah. was bad. Yeah. Um, like yeah. a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> Look, I have a complicated relationship with the religion, and I just need, <laughs> I just need that to be known. Um, look, man. <laughs> anyway, so Cody, what are your plugs? And don't say hair. Check me out at Mythic PCs and also the Wandering Gamer Network. So what was that website again? Mythic PCs. Like How is that Mythic like like my thick PCs? That is also, if you get rid of the K and don't double the C, yes, it could also be read my thick as PCs. My Thick PCs, which is how one of my friends read it when I asked her to proofread my website, and that's why we're not friends anymore. 
you you're never gonna not be friends with Caitlyn, so don't even. I mean, I don't need her to be my friend. You we, definitely I, do. <laughs> it's like you are you are nothing without your friends. So, um, anything else, Gunny? Gonna gonna get to tell Caitlyn that Jordan's like you are nothing without her. Like, well, okay, yeah, straight up. Also, you know, Wandering Gamer Network. We uh we put stuff on YouTube and we're a podcast that plays RPGs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can check me out at something I guess zero zero at Twitch.tv. I now do regular streams. So Wednesdays is the We Belong streams. That's W E E B belong where we um talk about anime because weebs belong and then you can also catch me on my other podcast the side characters where we talk about cultural diversity in nerd culture um and eventually me and cody will be doing our only fans oh i've already started mine have you not been you know that you could like me? easily do a only fans that's not sexual right yeah, I mean, you can. It's just no one does. Yeah, just no one does. Like, I mean, we could just do, like... It's called video- Patreon We could do point. video game streams that are boxers. I don't wear Not boxers, together. first of all. Okay. Because they're a garbage underwear, but... Um, I mean, I'm a briefs guy, but anyways, that doesn't need to be known. Ending the show, because this sucks. This stuff boxers. Anyways. All right, bye. Bye. Ha, huh, I said it first that time.